0: To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Welcome. Well, come in.
1: Let's put on
0: the show. Your cadaverous
2: pallor, aloha, betrays an aura of foreboding.
1: Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, ladies and gentlemen, remain seated,
0: please. (laughs) Permanecer sentados, por favor. Located near the entrance to Adventureland, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room is a South Seas Island adventure that features the singing of some 225 tropical birds, flowers, and tiki gods. And it's an adventure that takes no time at all to get started. Oh, oh, look at all
2: the people! Welcome to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room.
0: Aloha! 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 Aloha indeed! Today on Remain Seated, Please, we are going to go on a journey, a magical journey to the land called... <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to uh, talk about one of our favorite attractions, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. It's celebrating an anniversary. The Tiki Room is celebrating its 55th anniversary this year. Wow. 55 years. And we thought it would be wonderful to go through the history and learn about... The Tiki Room and how it came to Disneyland. What do you all think about that? Sounds great.
1: I'm so on board.
0: Let's begin back in the early days of Disneyland. When Walt Disney built Disneyland, he decided that he wanted to have a restaurant, an interactive restaurant on Main Street USA of all places. And that's kind of where the Tiki Room began. Now I say that the Tiki Room began with a restaurant on Main Street because it would be the first interactive show and restaurant. Now Walt wanted a Chinese restaurant and he decided he would have an animatronic Confucius to interact with guests. Now this was in the 1950s, way before Mr. Lincoln was even around. Apparently a Confucius head was built. They did some tests and it just wasn't ready. It wasn't good enough for the time. The technology wasn't there yet. Cut to a little bit later. Tiki culture was really big in the 1950s and uh, 60s. And apparently Walt was just having a casual meeting with Rolly Crump and John Hench and all those guys, the imagineers that built Disneyland, and he said he wanted to build a little tiki room and they started to build it. As Rolly Crump said, in those days a spontaneous idea led to action, not just more discussion. And this is the perfect example. Walt just said out of the blue, you know, I'd like to make a little tiki room. And they went to work and made the tiki room. John Hench, he was an animator and imagineer, and he made some concept art showing what the tiki room would be like. So back at the beginning, it was going to be a restaurant, Polynesian themed. And John Hench did this uh, concept art showing people eating in this tiki room, and there were birds in the cages up above. And Walt said, you, you can't have birds in here, you know. And <laughs> John Hench said, well, why not? He says, well, the birds will poop at the food. So John Hench said, no, 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 Walt. This is, uh, they're not going to be real, they're, uh, they're fake. And Walt said, Disneyland doesn't do stuffed animals. Oh. <laughs> he didn't like the idea of stuffed birds. So John Hench quickly said, no, Walt, these will be mechanical. And Walt loved the idea. And really, that's when Tiki Room took off and really became what it is today. Now, there's also another story which kind of contradicts that one of John Hench coming up with them being mechanical. And that story, which I've heard before, is that Walt Disney once went on a trip to New Orleans and got a little bird in a cage that was mechanical. And he liked that so much, and he decided he wanted to do an attraction featuring mechanical birds at that point. So I don't know which story is true. Huh. Maybe both of them. So... They decided on, uh, they were going to make this tiki room, and Rolly Crump really went to work. Rolly Crump is, he is a very unique Imagineer with a, his own unique sense of style, and he really went to town researching and figuring out what he should do for this tiki room. The first thing he did was he got a book on Polynesian culture, and that book is called Voices on the Wind. I'm trying to find a copy myself. There he learned all about the tiki gods because Walt told him that he wanted Rolly specifically to work on the, uh, the queue, which was going to be the waiting area for the restaurant, which would feature tiki gods. And Walt wanted them to all kind of have their own moment. So Rolly created all these different tikis that you see in the outdoor area of the tiki room. And Rolly wasn't a, a sculptor. So he went to Blaine Gibson, who was the in-house sculptor who created all the pirates, all the characters of the Haunted Mansion. And he said to Blaine, when are we going to do these tiki's? And Blaine said that he had no time. He can't do it. So Rolly said, well, who's going to do it? And Blaine said, you're going to do it. So he showed him quickly how to set up an armature and put clay on it. And Rolly Crump sculpted all the tiki's that you see outside of the tiki room. And what was his tool? He wasn't a professional sculptor, so he used a plastic fork he got at the commissary. (laughs) (laughs) And it made it more authentic that way. (laughs) So Walt Disney was shown these tiki's that Roley created, and he really liked them a lot. And Roley created all these characters which come from Polynesian culture, but Roley created one on his own that he just liked the idea of. And that's the one that fills up a little piece of bamboo with water, and it tips over when it's full enough and makes a little sound. He got that from uh, Japanese culture. In Japanese gardens, you would see a lot of that, and they would have that out in front of people's houses to scare away deer or any sort of animals that might be there. So Walt came to Rolly, and he really liked the tiki with the bamboo, and he said, well, what's that one? Who's, Who's he the god of? And Rolly had no idea what to say because he just kind of made them up out of the blue. So John Hench came and said, "That's actually the god of tapa cloth. Tapa cloth is the type of um, weaving and uh, blankets that they use in Polynesian culture." Is that like in, Milano, where like you in Moana? Like in Moana? Oh, okay. So, so tapa cloth? Yeah, T A P P A. Okay. Now Walt like said tapestry. Kind of, yeah. Probably what it's from. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. It has decorations about the culture on it. Yeah, yeah. So Walt thought he said clock, not cloth. So that's oh. where the whole time thing came. <laughs> so Walt thought he, this was the god of time. So quickly after Walt left, John Hench, you know, nudged Rolly and said, "You better look in your book and find out who the god of time is." <laughs> so Rolly looked at his book and found out that the god of time was Maui. Funny thing, Maui is also the character in Moana, played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And remember the line from the song about lassoing the sun? Yeah. Oh,
2: also I lassoed the sun.
0: Oh, that's on. actually from oh. the actual myth. And if you notice, that character in the tiki room with the bamboo, there's a little sun god above it with the lasso tied around him. Wow. Because He's that's, the best. That's All part right. of Maui's story. at this point when they're designing the show they're trying to come up with the birds you know they're going to make these tiki birds and Harriet Burns was an, an early imagineer and she was helping build these birds and she couldn't figure out how to make the front of them look correct because if you look at the front of a bird it's really short feathers where it almost looks like fur or something but it can't be Like fur fur, so she couldn't figure out exactly what the best material would be to use to make their chests and so people could see it breathing. One day, Walt came into the office and he was wearing a cashmere sweater. And she looked at the bend in his elbow and she said, That's it, the cashmere is going to be the chests of the tikis. And that is exactly what they used cashmere inspired by Walt Disney's sweater. So at this point, they're designing the show. But the story still wasn't very clear, except that there's birds and they're going to sing some Hawaiian songs. So when when Disney projects are in a jam back then, Walt would often bring the Sherman Brothers in to see if they could put a little spin on it and help things out, move things forward. Our songwriters, Dick and Bob Sherman of the Walt Disney Studio. The Sherman Brothers have written many of the wonderful songs for our motion pictures and television shows. So Walt brought the Sherman Brothers in to get their ideas, and they came up with a song. And they also came up with the idea of having a Master of Ceremonies to lead you through your tour of the Tiki Room. And at that moment, Walt said, no, 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 we're not going to do a Master of Ceremonies. We're going to do four Master of Ceremonies. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where the Tiki Birds came in, Jose, Michael, Pierre, and Fritz. Jose was played by Wally Bogue. Buenos dias, senorita. Now, Wally Bogue was a Disneyland performer who worked for many, many years at the Golden Horseshoe as Pecos Bill. And... He was a comedic genius and Walt uh, used him many times for uh, ideas and, you know, temp voiceovers and sometimes even used him in the final attraction like they did here with Jose. And Wally actually wrote some of the Tiki Room as well, wrote some of those jokes and all those wonderful things. Now, Michael, the Irish bird, which I never knew he was Irish. How did you not know? (laughs) I just thought he was the American one. (laughs) (laughs) I never heard the Irish accent. (laughs)
2: When he says, here come the girls. Here come the girls. Oh, man. Super American. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know.
0: But he was played by Fulton Burley, and he was also in The Golden Horseshoe.
2: And what darling people I have sitting under me.
0: Uh, He was a friend of Wally Bogues. Pierre was played by Ernie Newton. Don't know too much about him. Mon ami, I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. And then there's the German bird Fritz, played by my favorite, Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, Glad to
1: see you all aboard, Uh, uh, sure, or (laughs) wherever you are.
0: Thurl was a great voiceover performer, did a bunch of Disney things, a bunch of pirates, a Pirates of the Caribbean. Yo, yo, pirate's life for me. The lead bust in the Haunted Mansion. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake. He sings the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch, and he's most famous for playing Tony the Tiger, saying "You're great." <laughs> he says, "That's great." No, I think he says,
1: "There." <laughs> he does. That's it, that's Between it. the three of us, I think we got it. great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 right. He actually says, "It's okay." <laughs>
0: So yeah, it's breakfast. Earl Ravenscroft.
2: <laughs>
1: all I gotta say is, try some Kellogg sugar-frosted flakes. They're great!
0: So you have the actors, Roy Crump and Yale Gracie, who did a bunch of effects for Disneyland attractions, did all their magic in the Tiki Room. Yale Gracie came up with the rain effect, which is such a great effect that it's so simple. All it is is strips of Mylar and a. And a wind machine blowing it. And it it's looks so good. So yeah, good. It. And apparently when the Tiki Room opened at Disney World, they put a lot of money into a real rain system to have real rain. But it didn't look as good because people <laughs> couldn't see it as well. So they eventually got rid of it and brought in the plastic strips. So it's all ready to go. And then Walt said, you know, this is too good. People aren't going to leave the restaurant. People are going to get up out of their seats, you know. So at that point, they decided to scrap the restaurant idea and just turn it into a, you know, a a bit of entertainment business. At that point, uh, it just became the show that we know today. There are two things left behind to show that at one point it was going to be a restaurant. Do you guys know what the two things are? Restrooms? One is the restrooms. They built restrooms already. in, In California, every restaurant had to have their own restrooms. And what's the other thing that's left?
1: Hmm restrooms, and a
0: microphone to talk to people. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? It is... The water um, fountain in the middle. The water fountain in the middle has cupboards that you, that you could open oh, up. Really? And that's where they would store dishes and things like that. Can you still open them today? Apparently, you can. <gasps> I've never even thought about it.
1: Is it a push
2: or
0: like a, you that, know, when you like pop That it? I do not know. <laughs> we're we're going to find out on our next visit. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> So the Tiki Room finally opened. Uh, originally when the Tiki Room opened, for many years there was a Barker bird out front, which was also voiced by Wally Bob.
1: Up here I am, up here in this here teepee canoe. I have a few thousand things in my feathered brain to tell you about Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room.
0: Now apparently this bird out front, which looked like Jose except he wore a straw hat, his name is Juan and he is Jose's cousin. That's that's what I've read in a bunch of things. But in the 10 anniversary Disneyland special, Walt Disney introduces this bird as Jose. Julie, I think you know our fine-feathered friend here, Jose, the host of the Enchanted Tiki Room at Disneyland. Yes, I've seen him many times there. Huh. So who is it? Is it Jose or Juan? <laughs> is he the exact same color or is he... I'm not sure about that. And I know... Um, I'm not sure about Jose himself, but at least the other birds have changed colors over the years. So I'm not sure if Jose has always been the same color or not. So Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room finally opened on June 23rd, 1963. There were 225 animated birds and flowers and tikis, and the world just went crazy for it. And also, to put a little note on top of that, it was the first fully air-conditioned building in all of Disneyland. Wow. Mm. And the reason for that was because the mechanics to make the animatronics work were so giant, they had to keep it cool. Oh. (laughs) And uh, and as a historical fact, it is the first audio animatronics attraction to ever be released. Now, to accomplish this, we created a new type of animation. So new that we had to invent a new name for
2: it. Uh, 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 Audio animatronics?
0: Right, audio animatronics.
2: Oh, audio for sound? See, and electronically animated by sound. That's, that's what he's a, trying to say.
0: Thank oh, you, that's what he's trying to say. Excuse me, Walt.
1: It's okay.
0: Wow. Ooh. <laughs> so that's a little history of the Tiki Room, and, uh, well, let's, let's talk a little about it.
1: Well, that was insightful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what year did they start ideation for the Tiki Room? If it opened in 63, how long...
0: I'm not sure. I would guess a couple of years, uh, maybe 1960, 61. But
1: after the park had opened, yeah, Walt yeah, decided yeah. that something needed to go somewhere.
0: Yeah. And originally, um, it was going to be hosted by Stofers. Stofer's Enchanted Tiki Room.
2: Nothing comes closer to home. Doo-doo-doo-doo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and actually, someone recently posted some concept art showing at one point RCA's Tiki Room.
1: Oh, that could, I suppose that makes sense from an electronic standpoint.
0: Yeah. But um, apparently, you know, this was uh, owned by Walt Disney. That's why it's called Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And then he sold it to Disneyland when it opened. And from the early days of uh, Tiki Room up until 1976, I believe, uh, the Tiki Room was hosted by United Airlines, and they actually charged a premium. It was the only attraction at Disneyland where you had to pay extra to go into. Really? Wow, was it
1: popular enough that people did? Yeah,
0: I think oh. it was 75 cents, if I remember correctly. And then in 1976, Dole took over, and they are still the sponsors today.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. I wonder if United was a big Hawaiian commuter airline oh my God. at the time. And then at that time, it would have made sense. So in the beginning, you mentioned that There was a Confucius head that was constructed and sculpted and made as a proof of concept. Does that exist? Has that ever been on display?
0: That, I don't think. There's a little bit of confusion about this head. It's not clear. There's Confucius confusion. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's not clear whether this was something that Walt commissioned to be done or someone did this on their own and Walt saw it and got the idea. I see. Of wanting to have his own Confucius sure so
1: well if there's any imagineers listening now it was gonna be a restaurant then there was the tahitian terrace or did that never happen tahitian terrace happened right
0: yeah tahitian the tahitian terrace was a restaurant with adjacent uh, it was adjacent right on the side of the tiki room that actually opened before the tiki room in june of 1962 and it was there until april 17th 1993 wow and then it turned into aladdin's oasis which uh kind of didn't really do much it stayed vacant for a long time and now as of the recording of this they're working on it to turn it into tropical hideaway which will be very reminiscent of the tahitian terrace it won't be a sit-down restaurant but it'll be kind of a i think a quick service area and i'm so excited. place where you could sit and watch the jungle cruise boats so but um yeah for a long time it was a uh, entertainment dining place with hula dancers and girls too. If you watch the Disneyland
2: tenth anniversary special, uh. um there's like a little snippet of a of a dancer a Polynesian dancer, mm-hmm. and there's like this dude just like mesmerized by her dancing and she's <laughs> just
0: it's actually in the Disneyland after Dark special, oh um, okay. <laughs> and in the release on DVD, they had to put a warning for the fire dancer saying, do not try this at home. Oh, <laughs> that's funny.
1: Now, the uh, because this is the first attraction with audio animatronics, which is almost anonymous with Walt Disney attractions at this time, uh, who was it that was in... I mean, basically, they're based on the automatons, right? Um, yeah. Those little mechanical figures from way back when.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess those are the earliest versions of animatronic type things but never before have things really been done with hydraulic fluid and this amount of movement and when they were going to design a human character like confucius um you know at that point before the tiki room the technology just wasn't there and that's one of the reasons why they thought it would be nice to do a tiki room because it is easy to animate a bird all you really have to do is turn their heads back and forth and open their mouth. There's not a lot of subtleties mm-hmm. in, a, in a little bird that a human face would have.
1: Huh. Now, you said that uh, originally it was going to be, Jose was going to be the host, right? The one MC, and Walt decided he wanted to have four MCs?
0: Yeah, and that was all on the spot when he brought the Sherman brothers over.
1: And, like, and was that just to have four MCs sing the song? Uh, Because of the way the song was written? Or why four? Why would he? Apparently that was
0: just. Because the building is square? (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently Walt just decided four is better than one. (laughs) Like, apparently from what I read, you know, Sherman Brothers came down to look at a mock-up of everything. Sure. At the Walt Disney Studio uh, to try and help with the story. And they said, I think you should have a host for this. And Walt said, no, 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 we're not going to have a host. We'll have four. (laughs) Do you think maybe it's because they
2: can be spread out and so people don't, their attention, like if you're on one side of the room, the host isn't all the way at the other side. You just oh, feel yeah. like you're still involved mm-hmm. that way, in the show. there's no bad seat in the house. Yeah. That makes sense. I wonder yeah, if
1: that's the reason. The, the building is raised because all the electronics at the time were below, correct?
0: Uh, yes, all the electronics were below. Giant machines that are taller than you and I. <laughs> and at this point, they've probably
1: all been ripped out and made into something more yeah, uh, at, streamlined. At,
0: as they say in the press books, now Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room can be performed by a simple smartphone. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of our personal experiences. What, what does the Tiki Room mean to you? David.
1: Well, I I probably have uh, the strangest relationship with it. I didn't love the Tiki Room until probably 2011. Uh, As a kid, I really did not like going in there. I had an uncle that loved it, and that just confounded me. I just did not understand why anybody wanted to go in there. And I guess at the time, I mean, I loved thrill rides as a kid, but Haunted Mansion's always been my favorite ride, so it wasn't even that. I don't... Uh, something clicked with me. Uh, My uh, wife's mother grew up on Hawaii and I'd been uh, a few times by 2011 and maybe that helped sort of me bridge that gap, but I, I really sort of made up for it in that it's now like one of my favorite attractions. I didn't know a lot of the news that you shared, but in terms of things I like to do and see when I'm at the park, I like to go into the Tiki Room Almost, I. No one has to convince me that we should go see the Tiki Room. Usually I'm convincing other people.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, I. obviously the Tiki Room is one of my favorite attractions, but I kind of had a similar experience. Not where I couldn't stand it or anything, but I don't really have any memories of it from when I was a kid because we never went in there. Because I, I'd much rather go on Pirates for a third time yeah. than go to the Tiki Room. And it was just, it was always on the bottom of our list because it wasn't an actual ride that takes you somewhere. Even though it really takes you to the tropics of Hawaii.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I almost wonder if my parents remember it being an extra charge from when they were kids. And so, like, I i think about the things that I don't relate to at Disneyland. And usually, while I did have a season pass in the early 90s through basically now, uh, the things I don't have a relationship with usually cost money. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wouldn't put it past, past my parents to have maybe just not known that it was no longer an additional charge. And well, they were I mean, just like, oh, we'll go. I mean, for the most part, my parents just went to go see Fantasmic all the time. So, yeah.
0: Well, I feel like they would have known with at least ticket books leaving that you could just do whatever you want. You yeah, know, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, Inthia, what does the tiki room mean to you?
2: I think I kind of had a similar relationship with the tiki room when I was younger, where we didn't really go to it. Like, my parents, uh, we'd go to Disneyland like once a year. Um, and then when we got really fancy, it'd be twice a year. Mm. And, um, and then eventually, uh, I think it just honestly got too expensive for all of us to go. So, uh, they started letting me go with my friends and none of my friends ever really wanted to go into the Tiki room or they would complain about it and it's the same thing. they'd complain about the haunted mansion all that stuff. but I always liked <laughs> <laughs> well um, but I always liked going in there and I always remember being really afraid of the lightning. <laughs> the, yeah. Once the thunder and lightning happened it was always It always caught me by surprise Yeah Always <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody has stolen my thunder I think someone has left the shower running
2: I don't know when that shifted in my life Where it didn't catch me by surprise <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe by the time the Like the CDs came out And you could just listen to all Yeah
2: that. probably Where you just have it down by memory, but um, it so it was never something like a priority. Um, and then one day it just all kind of clicked, and I realized that I really had a genuine love for it. I thought it was really beautiful and fun. And it was oh, I remember in high school <laughs> just listening to the song and um, the joke about asking why are they called macaws?
1: <laughs> because
2: and, of their claws? And I am like, no, because they're macaws. <laughs> I laughed so hard, and I thought it was the funny. It's like, no.
0: The boys in the back are called macaws. Because of their claws. No, because they're macaws. And our fine-feathered friend is a jolly toucan, and can sound better than one toucan can. I like that. I like <laughs> when they say, one can sound better than one toucan can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know. The McCaw's one will always be like the one where I just laughed so hard. (laughs) I don't know why it just hit me. And um, I remember going to school and talking to like my best friend at the time. And I'm like, the Tiki Room has the funniest jokes. (laughs) Um, And just so I I don't know. It's always just been a really great, great place to be. And um, the older I've gotten, the more. I want to be there. I want to sit in the garden, and I want to watch everything happen. Um, And then I want to go in there, and I want to, I want to get kicked out by those birds. Like I just, you know, (laughs) I'm not one of those people who like stands up at the first one when they're like standing ovation, and then I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna wait till the end, and you're gonna kick me out of here. So, yeah, just really, it's really just so wonderful and really magical, especially once I became super aware of. Um animatronics, yeah. um, which happened to me again yeah. like in my late teens, um where I just really got an appreciation for that um that yeah. technology god of agriculture,
0: my land's so good to me with the tiki room, one could possibly say the most famous thing about the tiki room today is. The infamous Dole Whip. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about the Dole Whip, Anthea?
2: Well, I have a little bit of information on the Dole Whip. Ooh, if you I'm guys ready would like for me to talk to you about um, the Dole Whip and where you can acquire the Dole Whip, which is the Tiki Juice Bar. So the Tiki Juice Bar is right at the entrance of the Disneyland tiki room. Um, you have to get go by it. and it used to have turn, it used to be connected with turnstiles. But they yes, took those right. out yeah, fairly they, recently, yeah. within the last five okay years. Okay
1: with, yeah. I don't really know why they were still there.
2: Oh uh, no, no, <laughs> no idea. Um, and then I don't know if you guys follow um, Kevin and Jody on Instagram. They do a lot of uh, Disney art. They're a couple of
0: my favorite Disney people. They made the best collectibles.
2: It was, uh, you know, when they were coming out, their heyday, it felt like was the late 90s, early 2000s for all of this Disney memorabilia. And I was a teenager and in my early 20s and had no money for any of it. And I kicked myself because they post that stuff all the time. Yeah. But uh, they, um, they were posting that right above the Tiki. So if you look at the entrance to Adventureland, there's the the Adventureland sign, yes, and it has the, um, the hut on one side, mm-hmm. and then the sign just goes directly into the Tiki bar. Uh-huh. I forgot that in the uh, early 2000s, late 90s, um, there was another Tiki god that was on a boat that also was coming out of a hut. Mm. And that was on top of it. And one morning, the the supports just started crumbling. So they had to strip it all off before the park opened. Um, And then they never replaced it. So um, Mm. they've been, like this past week, they've been talking about it a lot on their Instagram.
0: Yes, Mm. but you can still find them at the Polynesian Resort Hotel at Walt Disney World.
2: So the Tiki Juice Bar opened in 1968. Um, And Dole became an official sponsor in 1976. When they became a sponsor, at the time, the menu was just um, juice and pineapple spears. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, in 1986, the Dole Whip was invented. Um, I believe it was just uh, limited flavors, which um, I believe was pineapple. Um, But now it's available in six flavors so there's pineapple mango lemon orange raspberry strawberry and lime um the lemon dole whip is now being sold at the adorable abominable snowman stand Ah. in dca um and then the lime one i believe is being sold at the magic kingdom for the sprite and lime drink that is peter pan themed that just recently came out um, and then the the orange one is sold as an orange swirl, which quickly took the place for a very short time of the citrus swirl. So you can go get an orange swirl and an orange swirl float, I believe, um, which is the orange
1: and vanilla Dole Whip um, yep.
2: mixed together. So um, sounds like
1: it tastes like a cream Is that it, pretty much? Is that in Adventureland at Walt Disney World? you're saying? Yes. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. I
2: believe it's at Aloha Isle um, because the Dole Whip is at Sunshine Terrace something yeah. like that um and then Aloha Isle I think has the other stuff um they're very close to each other mm-hmm. so you just have to kind of when you go there you have to look I'm around I'm excited um so as of 2013 it is a dairy free dessert the pineapple dough whip i believe almost all of them are did dairy free did anybody
1: complain about the taste difference i didn't notice one no, there's, a, so it was just,
2: so they don't actually contain any fruit in them. Oh. So if you look up the ingredients, it's a bunch of um, multi-syllabic words. Uh-huh. Um, and um, what they use is pineapple powder. So at one point it was a pineapple, uh-huh. I would assume. Um, but it's no longer a pineapple and it's so it gives it that smooth consistency i see because i know a lot of home recipes that if you want to try to make a pineapple don't dole whip they are very gritty and grainy because pineapple is very fibrous yes so you don't get that smooth consistency
1: yes yeah so it makes sense
2: but um the dairy free one of the Preservatives for it was a milk-based preservative, which they've since replaced. I see. So, so it, was it just wasn't like them. they had
1: milk in it; it was just one of the preservatives was. Yeah. Replaced. Okay.
2: So um, the Dole Whip. Uh, is ninety calories per serving, mm. which is beautiful.
1: Now, is one <laughs> serving a whole cup, or is that like there's three servings per cup? I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, but I actually went onto the Dole site, and they have a whole sales pitch regarding it. You should really read it because it's just like it's a healthier option, and your customers will love it. And they just it's paragraphs long about how great this is, and it says, and it's only ninety calories per serving. I don't know how big the serving is. I'm gonna yeah. um just fool myself and think that that little swirl that they give me is a serving. It
0: better be. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, So if you look online and you look at the online menu for the uh, Tiki juice bar, it'll tell you that currently what they serve are pineapple spears, juice, Dole Whip floats and fruit bowls. I don't know where this fruit bowl is. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it.
1: I feel like I've recently seen it.
2: Is there a food bowl?
1: But I don't, I couldn't tell you what it is. I haven't gotten it, but I think it's almost like, imagine it's like a Sunday version. I just think uh, it's like
2: pineapple and maraschino cherries. Oh, I altogether. See. no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't so. know.
1: I like, I want to say I've seen it, but I want to say that I was like, oh, what is this? And then I didn't order it. Um, but I, I almost want to, in my head, it looks like a banana split with pineapple spears and dole, hmm. uh, 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 the dole whip, uh, soft serve a top. but i that, th- i could be making that up hmm it's
2: weird so it says that it has all these things but obviously we know that you can just get a Dole whip if you add pineapple juice it becomes a Dole whip float yes um and so the Dole whip is just served by itself the Dole whip float comes with the soft serve pineapple juice and a maraschino cherry with a little lovely umbrella at disneyland you can find it at the tiki juice bar and then you can also find it at the disneyland hotel that's right um and you can get some shots of rum with it or a shot of rum either dark or light
1: (laughs) i mean if you're real nice you might be able to get some (laughs) shots maybe a few (laughs) um
2: right now the company is actually working on getting the pineapple dole whip to be all natural so by
0: company do you mean dole
2: i mean dole yeah they're working on mango they've gotten all the other flavors to contain as many natural ingredients as possible, but they're having a moment where they're really trying to get this recipe down and they even talk about it on their website, which I think they're super awesome for that. Um, So at the Tiki Juice Bar, there are two lines um, to get a Dole Whip. You can wait in the main aisle line walkway Or you can go into the Tiki Garden, which I noticed that the line has gotten significantly longer lately. I wonder if
1: it's because they removed the, sorry. Oh, possibly. The uh, turnstiles.
2: Well, also, Josh Gad went on the 60th anniversary for Disneyland and told everyone about the line being shorter inside the Tiki Garden. Mm. (laughs) So... I don't know if that had anything to do with it.
1: So what it. happened is Josh Gad said that on the 60th. That people kept going through the turnstiles and then they were just like, I guess we just have to get rid of these.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cause everyone's just leaving yeah. anyway. But I have noticed that um they're doing they're taking orders in line. So I, we've seen oh, people like with that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the little notepad, iPad thing, and they'll walk down the line and take the their order.
1: Now, recently I heard they're talking, to do, talking about doing mobile ordering for beer at California Adventure. I wonder if they'll do mobile ordering for the Dole Whip. I've had nothing but good experiences with the mobile order. I love it. You can spend your time looking for a place to sit as opposed to waiting in line to order your food and then waiting in another line to pick up your food.
2: Uh, So, in Disney World, there is, um, I guess, the only other thing to really have the same sort of like fanfare and rival the Dole is the Citrus Swirl, Mm -hmm. which is a frozen orange juice slushy kind of consistency uh, mixed with vanilla soft serve. We had that once. I don't care for it. Um, I do notice that people who are more um, Florida-centric end up having a Dole Whip and they prefer much more prefer the orange the citrus swirl pretty and much what you grew up
0: on yeah so the I'm citrus pretty swirl much. though is
1: not the Dole product right that's not no product, it right. didn't
2: but if you get the orange swirl that is Dole at one point they were they uh, the citrus swirl left for a very brief amount of time it might have been like a week or something and like everyone lost their mind <laughs> because this orange swirl showed up um, so now they actually carry both of them but yeah that's like the really brief history of the the Dole Whip which I I love and enjoy
1: that all
0: sounds dolicious
1: so up until a couple years ago it was at least while probably not true accepted knowledge that the Dole Whip was available at Disneyland and at the Dole Plantation in Hawaii yes and now I feel like a few years ago all these soft-serve places are like we have Dole Whip now yep Yep. it's everywhere is that officially sanctioned Dole Whip yes because Dole so, will sell
2: that, I believe, to anyone. But, but nobody Disney, wanted
1: it until a few years ago? Or? Um,
2: I think so. I think that Disney really perpetuated the idea that it was just available for them. And oddly enough, there was a blog that I found talking about how Disney really... They didn't outright say this is the only place that you can get it, Yeah. but they never said... You could get it elsewhere yeah so it took a while but yeah now you can get it like at menchies yeah they have it during the summer
1: i feel like the first place i ever saw it was on fairfax near la cienega here in la there's a soft serve place there and there was i feel like a news article in laist or in la weekly about it and it is so very excited sick. oh the whip is outside of disneyland now welcome
0: bird lovers
2: Walter's Walt Disney's Enchanted Tea Room, brought to you by our friends at Dole. Now we do allow munchy munchy, and we do allow drinky drinky. However, as far as little plastic cup, fork,
0: knife, spoon, little napkin, hoy! these things, at the end of the show, please take with you through the Enchanted Tea Exit doorway, across the way, outside you'll find
2: Tiki Trash Can. If you insert these items into it, you will send them on a journey to the land called Phil.
0: There's one cast member that we must mention when talking about the Tiki Room. Tell us about him, David.
1: Uh, well, I can't tell you much about him, but I... I, so I fell in love with Tiki Room in like 2011, and I, I wish I could say that I remembered Maynard as a part of that, but uh, But I don't I I feel like the first time I saw Maynard was probably at Lincoln Uh, but Maynard is synonymous with the tiki room and mostly because of his welcome spiel that he gives on the microphone nobody's voice sounds as good as Maynard's does on that microphone. I feel like he could narrate an entire movie with the microphone in that room, but everybody else sounds like they're speaking into a tin can. He knows how to work that microphone. He's got the best facial expressions. He's got the best demeanor of any cast member. He'll take a photo with anybody that wants to take a photo with him. He has an encyclopedic knowledge of anything you want to ask him, and he just completely owns the welcome spiel.
0: You put smile on Tiki Maynard's face, see?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a character. I mean, does any? there's websites dedicated to him. There's Facebook groups dedicated to him.
0: When I first became aware of Maynard, it was when he was at the Haunted Mansion. Ah, he was a big icon here. of the Haunted Mansion, apparently. Uh, I don't remember seeing him too much in person, but... The online community it was always there's Maynard, and but then, yeah, after that, I remember him going to Lincoln and then Tiki Room. Not
2: related, you you can buy Dole Whip mix on Amazon for $20. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it in your Vitamix <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and thanks
1: <laughs> 89 servings. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and how much is it? 20 for Oh my 20? gosh, I never want to buy Dole Whip again. <laughs> what a ripoff! <laughs> Um, Sorry. So, yeah, with Maynard, uh, I remember, gosh, what's weird is if I fell in love with Tiki Room in 2011, that's far after we graduated. But I feel like when we were in college, maybe, we found a website that was all about Maynard and found out he worked at other theme parks in Southern California. I don't remember I, that. Maybe I wasn't with you.
2: I do remember this
1: website. Uh-huh. But I don't remember... But scene too I feel like they talked he about in. he worked at Knotts, he worked at SeaWorld, he worked at like all these Southern California theme parks, and then it, I, I was like, oh, that must be why he disappears from time to time. There'll be months you don't see Maynard, and you're like, oh, where did he go?
2: I haven't seen him lately, Well, but we haven't been...
1: There is that one guy they staff at Tiki Room that kind of looks like Maynard from afar, and I feel like he's just like the weenie to get people to go in, and like... G- <laughs> Well, without
0: Jose's cousin Juan, you need Maynard there. That's right. To bring you in. Now prepare yourselves and your families for the happy feeling. Oh. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap
1: this up? Well, I do have two questions. Uh, when you listen to the soundtrack on the CD, there are lyrics that are not in the attraction. They yes, shortened they, it. They
0: shortened it. Uh, they did. A
1: few years ago. So they did shorten it. And did Rosita's absence ever get explained i don't think
0: so no (laughs) is
2: that lyric (laughs) i wonder what happened to rosita man (laughs) what happened to rosita did she get kicked out of that chorus line was she just like too sassy for them was she uh
1: i feel like the day after i fell in love with tiki room i went home and found a rosita twitter account (laughs) And I asked her where she went. Oh yeah, there, there is No, a- yeah, there
2: probably is. I, I, <laughs> I probably know the person that runs that. Oh. If it's the same, cause she
1: loves Rosita. What's funny about so about the whole Rosita lyric is I always have it in the back of my mind because there's not an empty perch.
2: I know. I think she is very much replaced. I think that there's a lot of backstage yeah, shenanigans and, with, and
1: diva-ish. Then. Who am I not supposed to be liking up there?
0: I feel like this is probably just a random while Wally woke through in there.
1: And we're just like... And it's just, an inside joke it that it only he knew. I guess.
2: Well, I guess because all of them are like super French names. And then he's like, well, I wonder what happened to Rosita. And it's like, you know, Rosita's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful, me fine friends. The gods have been angered by all the celebrating. But me back out. every cloud has a silver lining.
0: Well, on that note, I just want to mention that Eventually, with the success of the Tiki Room, they did open another one at Walt Disney World uh, in 1971 when the park opened. And it opened as Tropical Serenade, which also happens to be the name of the new Tahitian Terrace-type place opening up at Disneyland. Eventually, it was reimagined in the 90s as the Tiki Room under new management with Iago Edzazu. And a lot of people hated it. I thought it was pretty funny. Actually. You did get to see it then. I did see it you, nice. in person. Yeah, it was the late two thousand, two thousand, what, whatever you call that, <laughs> the <laughs> first <aughts>? decade. Yeah. <laughs> late aughts. <laughs> uh, there was a fire, and it destroyed oh, Iago. Wow. So since he was destroyed, they're like, we're going to refurbish the ride and was bring it back to the during original a
1: performance. Way.
0: I think so. I mean, obviously, it was insulting to the Tiki Room, but it was all kind of funny because you know, it's just Gilbert godfrey complaining oh. <laughs> like this horrible song what is going on in here oh i don't know if
1: i would love that
0: that
2: <laughs> alone is upsetting <laughs>
0: welcome to our tropical hideaway you lucky people you if we weren't in the show starting right away hey,
2: hey! The hey! stop the music are you
0: listening
1: to me i can stop the music going to toss my Kraken. <gasps> and these people below me, they ain't going to like that. Trust me. So uh, what is it now? So is now it...
0: it's called Walt well, Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, and it's back to the way it was originally. Now, did you visit the Tiki Room when you went to Tokyo? I did,
1: and I was just about to say how much I loved the Tiki Room with Stitch. Okay,
0: well, before you get to that, I just yes. want to mention that in 1999, the Tiki Room was changed in Tokyo to become the Enchanted Tiki Room, now playing Get the Fever, which was a Las what? Vegas-styled nightclub show in the middle of the jungle. What? Uh, <laughs> I, that closed... I see how they then <laughs> tied that in. So that <laughs> closed in 2008 and reopened later in 2008 with um, Enchanted Tiki Room, Stitch Presents Aloha Ikoma Mai now when
1: I saw the show it was completely in Japanese I don't really know what the show is about but Stitch definitely puts on a show and that animatronic is so fun and I don't even think I had seen Lilo and Stitch yet because I was very averse to it but I really enjoyed that show since then seen Lilo and Stitch love Lilo and Stitch absolutely amazing I cry my eyes out
0: For now, that's our little story of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. I hope you enjoyed our journey through the tropics of adventure.
1: Monsieur and
2: madame, it's time to say adieu, but we hope you will always remember the amazing things which happened here in Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room.
1: Applause, applause. In the meantime, why don't you fly over to our Twitter account, which is <laughs> Remain Seated Pulse PLS. We're also on Instagram, Remain Seated Please, and Remain Seated Please on Facebook. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you at the parks.
0: Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye bye.
0: There. That wasn't so bad. Was it? I'll see you
2: all a little later. You may not survive
0: to pass this
2: way again. Time to be moving along. Hurry back.
0: And barrel around to see us again. (laughs) (laughs) Almost died. I need to drink some water, man. (laughs)